This is the Handshake Agency Podcast. Again, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Green Room Podcast on the Handshake Media Network. I'm your host, Neil Griffiths. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Last week's episode had Rob McElhenney and Charlotte Nickdeo of Mythic Quest, which is going Game Busters on Apple TV right now. That was fun. But this week, I think this is my, I want to say, second face-to-face interview in a year. Maybe third? I'm not sure. We'll fact check that. But I'm joined by Australian songwriter... Dear friend of the podcast, Mr. Dean Lewis, who I think this is his fourth time on the podcast. And he actually mentioned when he came in that I think the last time we did the podcast, he came in the week after Amy Shark was on and Amy Shark was on two weeks ago. So here we are doing it again. We're in the studio to talk about his new single, Falling Up. It's been out for a couple of weeks now. I'm getting a lot of love and airplay. Um, so we spoke about this new single, his new music, obviously his second album, which was delayed because of COVID. Um, we actually went, Dean and I went a little bit deeper this week because people would know this song is kind of a reflection of the last couple of years of his career. Obviously, he's had hit after hit, Waves, Be Alright, they've gone global. Um, and the whole idea of he's never been really been able to sit down and enjoy the success. And especially with the last year that was the pandemic, he has been doing that and he's had some trouble with it. So we kind of went deep into that. We spoke about what is next, when we can expect this second album, when we can expect him touring the country. It's always fun talking to Dean. So without further ado, here is Dean Lewis on The Green Room. Welcome. I think for the fourth time, welcome back, Dean Lewis. Fourth time. Yeah, it's been uh, been a while. Are you said the Arias? So I think, yeah, we were saying this before. I like properly caught up and did podcast things for Splendor 2019. Splendor. Which was like a fucking decade ago. Dude, that does... 2019 sounds a decade ago now. Doesn't it's really it? weird and it feels like another world where you could actually play shows and you'd release a song and you'd go and promo it and you'd go out and you'd be able to play it to people mm. and you could see their reactions. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Well, you know, now it's different, man. Yeah. It's different. And yeah. so we caught up there and then we caught up to the Aries briefly and you think you won a bunch of awards that night. So Yeah, but, I did. But later, yeah. congratulations. Thank I'm you. Almost I mean, two years late, but sure. No, it was amazing. I mean, that was actually probably, I, I reckon I have never been as anxious as I was that day. And I think uh, I was sick. I actually, I was in the, uh, they put me up in the, uh, this is such a, I'm such a whinger, but they, they put <laughs> they put the artist up the Intercontinental. Yep. Universal does. And it was like, and I was just like, oh man, in industry things like that, like, awards saying yeah. a speech it's mm. oh just i was just and then like it's one of the things you get through it and and then you get and i won and i'm like wow but and then and then then it's like but it's a big blur and you get to the end of it and you're like oh you need a couple of days to deep debrief i know how ungrateful that sounds it, it does <laughs> i don't mean it like that i mean just for someone who is so anxious yeah and always thinking it was it's it was a it was it was great but i just remember that being like that was the actually that was the last thing i did and then it was i think uh was it November, October, or was it December? Uh, Ari is a early or late November, right? November, somewhere, some moment. Yeah. Well, I think I think I did, actually I went to America and did uh, Christmas shows with the Goo Goo Dolls and, sure. Rob, and Rob Thomas. Oh wow! I have his number in my phone, by the way. How crazy! Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas. My only cool story. Did he offer it to you? Did you ask? Be honest. Far out. I can't remember. You asked. No, dude. I I honestly <laughs> wait. Oh. Have I? I don't know. I should. There is no way Rob Thomas is like, hey, no, dude, no, no, you no. seem okay. cool. Here's my personal number. Okay, no. On face value, no one would say that about me, right? I agree. Like, you'd be like, why would anyone ask you a number? But he's the nicest. This is a random 
truck conversation. But he is the nicest dude of all time. Yeah. Like he is, he was really, he was just like, you know, he's Rob Thomas with 13 hits and 400 houses. And, he, and you know, you play, because it was me, him and the Google Dolls and we'd like, we'd, I'd open. It was just like, we're in these weird American towns yeah. for these radio shows. And then he would, uh, he'd come backstage and be like, Dean, wow, man. Like, and he'd sit there and talk. So what, how do you write your songs? And he's like really interested. And I'm like, why? Like you're Rob Thomas. Like, yeah. But um, I think I would have asked for his number. Yeah, 100%. I, I can't remember the story exactly, but. No, that means that's, he's impressed by your music. That's good. I mean, that's. Well, that's he said, he said that I was, he goes, his comment was that it was fresh. He goes, you make th- things sound fresh. And I'm just like, I mean, he's, the, he, it's just such a weird story, you know what mm. I mean? But he's such a cool dude. And the Google Dolls, I reckon the greatest song of all time, Iris, man. They play that every night. It's mm. like far out. Well, so these are radio shows? Yeah. Like so, traveling. Yeah. So this thing is like, you know, obviously be, so be right was big in America, mm. which is like surreal. And, you know, and then, and, and so what happens in America, it's, the, it, it's not like Australia where there's like kind of three or four big radio stations where if like you get the support of them you you go to Brisbane and Melbourne and Perth sure. and, and you're done. In America there's these different conglomerate companies that are just like um there's hundreds of them. And you'd go to basically what we would do is we'd go uh we'd do a show in Minneapolis and then you'd you'd get on the bus after the show and you'd go to like somewhere else. I don't know like I don't know, go to San Francisco or whatever overnight. Probably that's not possible, but where <laughs> you go to the next town, we'd wake up, you'd get a day room where you'd they just like, the, it's basically we have a hotel room where everyone can have a shower. Yeah. They're like the band and everyone. And then yep. you, and then you go and do promo on like radio stations and meet everyone play. They'd have like guests come in and you play to 20 people acoustically, say hi to the radio station programmer. And then you'd go and play a show that night. And it was like, so it's this weird, like um, sort of old world sort of like thing that I wonder if, I mean, I'm hopefully I can, we, you can do it when it all opens back up, but mm. it's a big thing in America, that whole busing show promo, lose your voice. Um, you kind of, go on the train because when it's happening you don't you can't say no to anything because it's like who gets a big song in america it's 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 ridiculous you know what i mean so but it was yeah that's that's kind of how it, how it went yeah i mean the the last 12 months has obviously been very tricky for, for the world but this podcast um like i said i did we had amy in the in the studio last week yep. first face-to-face podcast in a year how was that was it good to like see something <laughs> it was cool it was yeah. weird <laughs> because like usually it's usually just zig being like hey they're in the waiting room now so get behind the laptop and it's like oh cool. the zoom waiting room yeah. yeah 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 but it's 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 a crazy time and I, I i fucking hate making the podcast or at least starting the podcast around the covid situation but tell yeah, me yeah. so these yeah. shows with google dolls and your best friend rob thomas <laughs> yeah, were yeah. a december 2019 yeah 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 Lockdown yep. happens around March. Where are you in the world? What are you doing? Wow. So I went, so we finished that and I went to Los Angeles because I'm like, I'm not an LA guy in the sense that I love the party mm. thing or cool people. I just love the, like literally my manager's got me this apartment and I'll go from, I'd go from my apartment to Joe the Juice, get a coffee in the morning. And then I'd sit and just like write songs and chill, decompress and kind of started reflecting over this like four years of just insanity, like nonstop shows to us. And then just just nothing. Mm. I went to London to start recording the new album pretty quickly. I had a few songs I'd written, so I started recording with the guys, and that's when COVID really started hitting. And that was around March, I think. Um, but we didn't know what we didn't know how serious it was back then. But I recorded like five songs, and then went back to LA, and then everything shut down. So I was basically there from March to December, 2020, and I just hang out and just like write songs and just play Call of Duty. And mm. it was this time of me going actually leads in a falling up of going like all right so i spent all this time working towards these goals that i had like if i get a record deal oh what if i what if i had a, a big song in australia what if i had a big song in america mm. and even before that what if i get a job what if i get a promotion 
but you know, I got to the end of it and I had that illusion break of a big song in America, which is happens to like 10, has happened to 10 people in Fuck Australia yeah. probably. Yeah. So it's so rare. And I'm like, so I had that. And, and I, so in this time in LA, I'm going, well, I'm more stressed. I'm more anxious. And, uh, and all this great stuff happened. Like what, what's going wrong here? There mm. had to be something. There was, there's something that I've been kind of just doing wrong. And I think it was just the always focusing on these external things that would make me happy. Or when I get there, if I had a big song in America, man, oh my God, I'd just be sitting down and be like, yeah, life's good by a pool. And I was like, just, I wasn't that person. And I think, um, so it made me reflect a lot. I think I was in a way lucky to, 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 to have that because you go, I think most people and me before was like, that's not even possible. It's not mm. impossible to have a hit song in America. And then to have it, I go, oh, okay. So I see that and I'm still, I'm still me and I don't like myself anymore. And okay, I've got to start focusing on internally, uh, internal stuff instead of external. And I think I got, I got, well, I did, I got really into stoicism. I started like reading about like um, stoicism, which I love that philosophy of like focusing on things you can control and, and, and not things that, um, and being, letting things go that you can't control. But that was basically my year, just focusing on that and writing new songs and kind of reflecting on the last four years of madness, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about falling up for a second because first of all, congrats on the single. It's good to have you back Thank in, you. The, in the active music world. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I think I was reading like a press release about the single and you mentioned what you just said, like kind of you had been hustling and grinding for however many years. Yeah, four years. Things have been going great for you in the last couple, obviously with the international success. And then everything kind of stops and then you take a second to reflect. And kind of just thinking back to like, like I said, this will be, I think this is your fourth time on this podcast. So yeah. there's no reason you're going to remember the the previous ones. But I think the first time you came on, Waves was a yeah, hit I in remember, Australia. Yeah, I remember. We were done, done, yeah. done and by the waters. The, yeah. the three ones interim studio. Yes, yes, yes. And then the second time, things are going great. I think you'd just done Ellen for the first time. Yeah. But... Yeah. Like, what I'm trying to say is in these last couple of years, have you really stopped? Like like I said, first on this podcast, you did, Waves was huge and you're yeah. hustling and getting that out into the world and, and touring pretty heavily in Australia. The yeah. second time, I think Bill Ryder just come out and you had done a massive tour. And I think that was also the podcast where you had to cancel a bunch of shows, right? Because yeah. You, what was like something? My eyes. Eye. I, I had yeah. this, uh, it was like, it was so weird, man. I had this, uh, it was messed up. It was bacterial, uh, What's the thing we get your uh, eye? What's that when you conjunctivitis? Conjunctivitis, but yeah. it was the one that's like messed up. And I think it was, I think it was as a result of me just you're burning at both ends. You mm. know what I mean? You're doing show, show, show. You're doing, you're recording because with that, as everything was building from that, the first time we met from waves mm. onwards, while these things were building and these songs were coming out and opening more doors and then be right, obviously, while that's happening, it's also you got to record the album and you got to finish the album. So I'm in the studio for a day, then I'm and I'm on the road and then I'm playing show and it's like I'm trying to fi- do mix notes to finish the album and everything is such a rush, and you get to the end of it and you go, I don't remember any, I don't remember anything and I wasn't present for any of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember. So we've been on four times. That's crazy, but yeah, that's that's when falling up, falling up came is out. That, is that like an external pressure, or is that you being hard on yourself? Like from the second that you had something with waves, you're like, "Fuck, let's keep going." Tour, oh. album, release, whatever. Yeah, I think it was. You know what? I so I moved in with my nan when I when I when I I was living with my own in my, my apartment for like a five years when I was a sound recorder guy and and I was writing songs and then and then I I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this a crack at 27. You know what I mean? Like it's now or never. And moved in with my nan for a year and a half and. So when, when I got a record deal and things actually started happening, I was like, and Waves came out, I'm like, I know what it's like to be the guy who's 27 who just moved in with your nan to save money so you can give this. Like, I don't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. And so the whole time where this is blowing up and everything, I'm like, I don't want to go back. Also, I naturally have this thing in me 
this like uh, I, know, I know a lot of other people do. It's like a <laughs> like a you know like I think sometimes drive and ambition is sometimes linked to like if the more of that you have, the bigger the hole you're trying to fill. Mm. Like trying to prove, yeah. trying to prove that look, I'm good, I can do this. And I think a lot of art comes from that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people say it's you know I want to help people and save the world. You know what I mean? But it's like I think a lot of it truly. I, mean, I can't speak for anyone else, but it's me. It comes from that, like, well, I'm gonna, I want to do, I want to be, I want to be great at something, not famous, mm. but I want to be great at something. And mm. I, and the, the the flip side of that, that you get is it's never enough. So it's just when you have that sort of mentality to drive, it's sort of you can't just switch it off and go like, ah, oh, I'm I'm happy now. It's always sort of looking you, wherever you get, you look up and you go, oh, oh but oh, I didn't get that. You know what I mean? So yeah. just that's the big being the big kind of shift. Can you, just, just for argument's sake, let's say COVID ends tomorrow, yep. do you immediately want to get back into that hustle and grind of tour, release, singles, yeah. EP shows, launch shows, whatever, yep. or now that you have that perspective, especially when you've had like a couple of global hits, yeah. which I know sounds cocky, but tough shit, you did. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, can you, do you now have perspective to say, no, let's just pull it back a bit. Here's how I want to roll this out. Or is it literally straight back to, you've got a you know, tour, yeah. right, on a tour bus one day in a studio the next. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I think the difference is now I had nothing and now I got like, it's good to have a little something that I don't need. Like I don't need to work that hard. Like in the sense that I could take time off again. I could just be like, you know, like I have, to, I, there isn't that pressure to go. I have to move it, move in with that. I'm doing okay. You know, yeah. I'm doing good. So there's, that's taken off. I think the whole plan with falling up and putting out, I was like saying in the label, I was like, you know what? Am I management? Like, just put it out. Whatever, whatever happens, happens. Like, I'm chill. Like, if I, you know, and then, and then, as soon as it came out, a week later, I was like, that. You know, my, my head of my label's like, oh, we just played it to some radio stations, and I'm like, what they say? You know, like <laughs> yeah, it, it starts yeah. creeping. So, yeah. you know, falling up is the antidote. Like, um, sorry, it's the, it's like saying these. Are, this is my issue for me. It's like me saying I know what my problem is. I don't know how to fix it. Really, mm. I do some things. Um, journaling. Go, I run it. Go, I go for running a bit. I, you know, trying to clear my mind. I focus on stoicism. Your question is: If tomorrow, if it opened back up, would I go back out there? I think yes. I would absolutely go for two reasons. One, because I've been sitting at home and none of us can do anything, and mm. it's like I want to go and play it to my fans, and I want to go and I want to go and do shows again because it's part of the whole thing that we're doing. Um, and secondly, I think it says I think I would just be more aware of like if we're doing a huge day. Now at seven o'clock, if there's an email that comes in, we need to fix something. It's like, I'm doing it tomorrow. Because yeah. you can't, you can't operate at that level where you're just burning both ends for, it just ends badly, I mm. think. And I think now I'm aware of it and I'm aware of when my anxiety levels start to get like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I got to, I got to just be like, Hey guys, like this is going to wait because I don't want to burn out. You know what mm. I mean? So I think I'd just be more wary of that. Yeah. It's interesting. Like you kind of jumped out of the gates with those hit singles First in Australia, obviously international. And the way it kind of compares, like, I, don't, I think you know him as well, um, Dermot Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. Irish songwriter, love him. Great, great. Similar thing where, like, I think he came out for the first time in, I want to say, April 2018. And he was playing, like, Oxford Art Factory. S yeah. Small venues. He was back in November. Yeah. Then he was back in April. Yeah. And then he did Splendor. By the time he got to Splendor 2019, he was sick as a dog. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he, he almost called it off. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like speaking on someone who has had that success, like jumping out of the gate so fast, you need yeah. to, you need to expose yourself and get as many people watching and listening as you can. Yeah. 
there is a, a bad side to that, isn't there? Where like you can burn yourself out physically. Absolutely. You know, it's like cliche that Eminem song, you only get one shot. You know, it's so cliche. <laughs> it's so you only get one shot, but yeah. it's like, that's it. Like you got to say yes to everything when it's happening yeah. because there's a thousand other people ready to jump in your position at the moment. And I guess maybe with Dermot, like, uh, and, and maybe he can relate. It's like that idea of, um, I naively didn't like when B, like B, waves came out was big and then be right came out. It was bigger. And I'm like, that's how it happens every time. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you release you know, a song and it's, it's, you know, this it. is huge. Yeah. It's like, it's not, I don't know if it's like that every time, but, but I think, yeah, there is that other side to it. And like, I could, I could imagine that with Dermot, like, yeah. And he sings really intensely mm. as well. at like these shows and, um, and yeah, I'm sure that when he, yeah, he must, yeah, it's just, but that's the thing of you can't stop because if you stop, it's like, I don't even, I'm trying to think like, cause I have this theory, this weird thing with songs. When there's a song that blows up, like be all right. Mm. Sometimes I wonder if, cause I've had songs that haven't been as successful, say seven minutes or stay awake that kind of came out and they did well in Australia and Canada. They did well in, in Germany and stuff like that. But like, it wasn't anything on, on be right. And we, I promote promoted those. How much does promote, what, what comes first is it like if the song's blowing up, then people want to talk to you. Like, but if the song's, not blowing up and, and they, and, and people still, they still talk to you and you still do the amount of work. Does it, it's not going to really boost this, make the song a hit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. so I guess that's, a, that's an interesting thing I kind of think about sometimes. I'm like, I, I, I personally choose to do all the work because I just, I just want, I just want every opportunity. Like I know this can go at any moment. Like I know that, you know, you only get a few shots at this and it can go all of, all in, in a second. So I, I, I say yes to everything. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I do sometimes wonder, I'm like, do I need to? But I just, I just do it. That's the thing, like you're saying, like you've been studying stoicism and, and whatnot. Does that play on your mind when like, like, you know, let's just say for argument's sake, you might not have a single that's ever as successful as Be All Right. Yeah. Like that might sound shitty, but Be yeah. All Right was huge. Yeah. Like, and it's, I guess that's, a, that's the question is like, are you going to give yourself a hard time? Is like Be All Right now the standard of every yeah. single that you release? It is. That's a dangerous game to play, right? Oh, it is, man. You know, you know what's weird is like, I think you need a bit of this. I mean, I'm I'm obviously, I'm I'm a writer and I'm creative and and I have this thing where I go, everything that I do, the next thing I am obsessed with. I've always been like this. So absolutely obsessed with this new song I'm writing. Oh my God. It's all I'm thinking about. Every time I'm going for a walk, I'm listening to other songs. I'm listening to the drums. I'm thinking about the lyrics. I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. Okay, what's the tempo? What's the key? All I think about is that next thing. And there's a naivety in that, in the sense that you don't really look beyond, same with Be Right. It was like, I'm just obsessed with getting this right. You don't look beyond how it's going to go. It does impact it. In matter of fact, a little bit though, because this new song I was writing, I did go, I was starting to think about the verses. I was writing, this is a weird example, but I was like, oh, how did I write be right? Like, what was I, I did, I, maybe I should put some more be righty kind of thing. And then I went, stop, what is real? What sounds good? And then just what's going on in your life now? And just put that in the song and trust that. Um, the fear of is be right going to be my biggest song? I think, uh, and I think we all think on this next album, I was like, I'm not going to hold back. Like I, I went for it with these songs. And, and I think there's two songs that I've got on this album that well, there's one song that I think is the best song I've ever written. Um, I know every artist says that my new album is going to be amazing, <laughs> but I genuinely have this song that is like I don't want to talk about it too much. I want to jinx it, but it's like it's like the song we're we're, we're, we're trying to get where we're waiting for the right moment to release it, like we waited for Be Your Right, like yeah. we we're, we're waiting for that. Like, do we wait? Like, do we put it out next, or do we keep building things slowly until we hit the point 
And also because of COVID, I don't want to put it out right now. I'm like, I, unless I can promote this song, like actually, so I'm kind of going back on what I'm saying, but <laughs> you know, I want this song to have every opportunity it can. And I, and I can't burn this song that I've got until the world opens up and I can go to Germany and I can go to America and I can go and promote it. Like I just, I don't want to have the possibility of losing it. But in my head, I'm man, like I've, there's like, there's a lot of songs in this album that are like uh, p- potentially big. And just one more thing is like the idea of be right, bigness. But if I focus on making it great, so much of B-Rite's luck as well. Timing, there was no other singer-songwriters out at that time. Ed Sheeran had just finished his cycle. Shawn Mendes, I think, wasn't doing much at that time. Um, Vance Joy wasn't. Uh, there was just me and George Ezra in that time, I think, with Shotgun mm. when that song was blowing up. And so there was no competition. So it's just so many different things that have to align. I think if you thought about it so deeply, like, is this going to be as – what about the timing? You try, but you can't. I think you just got to do what's best and then write the absolute best thing and then hopefully it's planned out and you get a bit of luck and then see see how you go. In hindsight, do you think you got to enjoy what those previous songs did? Like even going no. back to Waves, which obviously wasn't as big as Bureau. Waves is probably still one of my favourite songs from yours. Thank you. Do you like, in hindsight, do you remember enjoying that moment? Like going, fuck, I got a hit single. Yeah. Or was it just like, nope, on to the next thing? No, always even on the next thing. something as simple as like Waves was used on fucking Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. I don't care if you don't like Grey's Anatomy. That's one of <laughs> yeah. the longest running shows in US TV history. Yeah, yeah. And it's watched by like 20 million people an episode. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's amazing. I I just like, I know I sound really ungrateful and I hate it, but I just like, I'm just, I want to be honest on these things. I, I'm just one of those guys, I just, I go, I'm always what's next. It's just like, I just, you know, it sucks because you have, I have all these people around that are really, really good people around in my life and they're always like, isn't this great? And I'm like, no, it is great. <laughs> but if you're not thinking of the next thing, I always think if you're looking back like this is the key to unhappiness and success. <laughs> this is the key to unhappiness and success, everyone. I have a whole podcast about this. this <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to be successful, like always be looking ahead, always, no matter what happens, always be working towards the next thing. And you'll also be incredibly unhappy, but you'll be successful. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But if you want to be happy, and this is where the, the balance comes in. It's like, there's got to be a balance, right? There's got to be a switching off at seven o'clock or something. There's got to be, yeah. and that's what I'm trying to... Uh, put in place. But um, I didn't appreciate those moments because I was like, it was the fear of going back. I don't want to go, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back to Nan. Um, as much as I love She Nan. sounds like a lovely lady. She's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> I didn't mean that. God, sorry. But uh, I, I don't want to go back to living at Nan's house. I wanted sure. to have, uh, yeah. you know, um, have my own thing going on. So yeah, that was. Yeah. Going all the way back. Like, are we, uh, first of all, are we allowed to say where you worked? Because I yeah, know what yeah. you did. So yeah. you were a, a sound recording guy at yeah. Today Show, right? I was, a, I was a freelance guy. So I did stuff at Today Show, Channel V. I did like all different sorts of stuff. Did yeah. you find yourself being a bit a little jerk when you're there working <laughs> or watching people that might have been your shoes 10, 15 years ago? Or however long you were there, 10 years? Oh, yeah. Um, probably like seven years ago. Eight years, yeah. Seven years ago. Like yeah. when you're an aspiring musician and you're doing that side hustle – does that inspire you or make you angrier when like you're seeing these guests coming like, fuck this guy. I'm better than this guy. Well, I think there's two kinds of musicians or maybe two kinds of people in life. You know, people who think that they're awesome and they walk in, they're like, and they're like, here's my song. You know what I mean? And sometimes they're good and sometimes they're terrible, but they believe they're good. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you see those delusional people, sometimes like Australian Isle, you'd watch them and it's like, it's like obviously not it. Mm. Or then the other, you got the other side where people are like, I just don't know if I'm, like you watch the other people and you go like, where do I fit in this category? Like, am I, am I like good or am I? So I didn't know if I was that good genuinely. I didn't know. Um, I, 
I thought I could write songs and I had a good voice, but I didn't know, I didn't know. So I never thought that I was entitled to anything. So when I was doing like, you know, interviews in like was booming Katy Perry or like, um, you know, it was in there Richard, Richard Wilkins putting a microphone on him. I never thought I belong in this chair. I never had that um, thing. I think I felt like going to work was kind of like poison in a way for me. Like I felt like every day I wasn't fulfilled. Um, yeah, I felt like I, I got, it's a weird thing when, when I remember working and I felt tired when I like after an hour at work, like, you know, cause my job, I remember when I was getting trained, someone was like, your job is a good sound recorder. It's like, you, you, no one notices you. Like it's a smooth operation. Like you're just sort of in the corner. There's no issues. And, mm. and so, but, but when you're doing that and it's so not your personality, I just felt like it was, I felt a bit toxic. Like I got tired, really tired after an hour. Now I can be like for frigging burning, you know, going, going hard, doing show, 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 but I'm fulfilled in what I'm doing. So I'm like, I have energy. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's a weird thing. But um, no, I never I never felt like uh, that I belonged there or anything like that. Have was, you gone back to set since? Yeah, I was there. I was doing it about a month ago. I saw like the, the sound guy was my old like colleague, I guess, yeah, and the cameraman, yeah. Sam. I was like, hey, man, how are you going? And um, said hi to them and stuff like that. Yeah. So I see him, yeah. How has that changed your relationship with fame and success? Like, like you said, a couple of years ago, living out of your nan's house, writing music. Yeah. That dynamic has to change a little bit, right? I yeah. imagine there are people who kind of come out of the woodwork and there are pretenders and there are people who oh, yeah. day ones and the rest oh, of that. Dude, yeah. The other thing they say, people come out of the woodwork. I always mm. thought that was, uh, it could just be one, but, you know, that's a real thing, man. That's a real thing. Um, I don't really consider myself famous, like, in a, in a way. Like, I really don't. Like, I get recognized once a month. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. I, yeah, I do. I, I think because I never used my face like, you know, for the first five videos, I was kind of like just sitting on a bed <laughs> yeah, and just, you see like the back of my hair, you know, because silhouette, yeah. silhouette. I never needed to be the front and center. You know, I really didn't. Yeah. And I'm standing and, 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 and it really is a drive is to be great at something and write great songs, not to be like, look at me, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. to my own detriment, I think. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think my brother said to the day he goes, because I was having a, I was having a whinge uh, about something and he goes, I don't think you are. I don't think you enjoyed your life that much before you had a little bit of fame. And I'm like, yeah, right. you know, and that was cool. But I think it's been five years since Waves came out, four, four and a half, whatever. Like you sort of become used to it. I do notice now people probably, people are more receptive. Like if you say something, you're a little bit funnier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and like people smile easier, like, or like, you know, they'll be like happy to see you or something, which is kind of really cool. Like mm. it's kind of weird at the start. And I always wonder like, but if I wasn't, <laughs> You wouldn't, people wouldn't even talk because yeah. like, I was a sound, the sound guy. No one, people would come in and they'd, you know, they'd like, hey, gum, shake your hand. It's not even looking you in the eye. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I know that, I know, I know, I know it's all a bit of, you know. Yeah. Well, it's crazy as well. Like even think, I think it was Splendor 2019 and we, obviously I'm doing the, the podcast with the music and yep. they, they were like, oh, let's get Tones and I on the podcast. Yes. And this is like Dance Monkey just come out, but it wasn't really blown up. And obviously Triple J, like the presenting partners of Splendor. So I think she did an interview with them. Yeah. But no one else gave a fuck that Tones and I was there. Yeah. And uh, she, did, she did my podcast and she did Triple J and that yeah. was it. And then within six months, she's the biggest thing ever. And she, now she's on fucking Ellen and Kimmel yeah, yeah. and Fallon. Yeah. It seems crazy that that's quite the dynamic of like, I remember when she came to the podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, most... Artists like yourself will come with a publicist or an artist manager or whoever. She just showed up by herself in this tent, yeah. like, "Hi, I'm Tones, and I'm here to do the interview now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it like that. I that dynamic. Like, even seeing her at the operas. Yeah, like people are just flocked around her. Was now. this last night? Yeah. Oh right. Um. Yeah. It's like people. Like people don't care, and then they care. Mm. Is that like? It's like all of a sudden. It's like a, a moment. Um. Do you care though? 
Like, do you care if people are around you or not? Like, at the end of the day, you've been hustling to get to a certain position and you've achieved that, or at least, mm. I don't know how high you're aiming, but like you've, yeah. you're doing pretty well, is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I, I guess so. Well, that's an interesting question. Because you can go, you can be like, ah, no, I don't care. I just want to do my... Look, I, I, okay, no, to answer that, I, I live my life being authentic to me, like in the sense of... I never need to go to any event. I don't go to events. I don't go to the. I don't go to any. I try not to go to award shows. I don't want to go to any more award shows. I actually said to my team, if if I can like just, I'll work my ass off and do tours. If I just can, just just let me miss those. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I don't need to be around anyone. I don't need cool friends. I don't need um, people. I don't need people recognizing me. Uh, I just want the songs to do well. But there is a there's a part of that where you have to. You they're kind of synced a little bit. I do want everything to do well. I do want another hit song. I do want to keep writing great songs. Um, if I didn't say that, I'd be lying. You know what I mean? So I guess it is It is important in a way, but not in that like attention, be around me kind mm. of way, you know. Coming up, Dean talks about the long-awaited second album, what delayed it and when we can expect it out. Steve Bell here. I present the Handshake Agency podcast Rewind. Each series takes you back to a moment of musical heritage as we present oral histories about great albums of our time from the people who made them. If, like me, you have a geek-like curiosity about your favourite artists, track down Rewind with Steve Bell at thepodcast.com.au, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favourite shows. What can you tell me about this second album? Because I just listened back to the Splendour interview just to see if there was any context and you actually said like, I'm planning to release album number two in 2020, obviously 2020, I imagine yeah. COVID fucked that around. Yes. Yes. Um, is it done? Are you close to being done? I mean, to be honest, it's done. Like, I mean, I've got, I think I've recorded 16 songs and, but there's two, there's actually, we actually started talking about this. It's we're in discussions now. I'm almost getting st- like, I mean, I was going to say, like, I've got so many songs. It's almost like, should I stop or do we keep going? And I'm going to keep going. I think there's three new ones I've, I've got, but then we're going to have 20 songs. And I guess with this album, what I decided on this one, which was different to the first one, and it's only because I've, I've had time to look back and go, okay, what worked on the first album? There's three songs, Half a Man, Waves, and Be All Right. All of them very personal to me specifically, and all of them have, have universal appeal. And that's only, I'm saying that because they've done well and I watch them still connect with people. But they were so personal. Mm. And I'm like, that they sit in a category above the other songs, which maybe had hints of truth. Um, there was a few songs on the first album that I'm like, that like, you know, I wrote on my, on my own. They were old and I'm like, oh, I, I just really want to put these on because, you know, like they mean a lot to me and that's important. And they do mean a lot to me and I really like them. But when you, when you notice the difference between the songs that resonate and ones that people just like... I went, okay, this, this time around, I'm going for it. Like, um, I feel like on the first album, I didn't have the follow-up to be all right. I didn't have like the, the big tune. We thought we did, but looking back now, you know, time, time. But can, but can you pick that? Like, can any artist pick that? Well, you, you know what? I think it's a good question. I think you, it's, with time, you can. I don't think, I think in the moment, you always think this is great because um, it's really hard to zoom out and see things horizontally when you're in it. Whereas a year and a half, two years gone since Be Right, I can look back at those songs, listen to them now. I was actually able to go in the car the other day and listen to Be Right for the first time without the chaos and go, oh, I get this, why this was, I right. get it. Um, but to answer your question, it's like, I went, okay, this time around, I'm, I'm going for it. And, and in, in the sense of, you know, 
we're getting stuff. The, the the guy who mixed beer, right? Like yep. he's mixing like the songs. I feel like I was like, and last one I had, I had, I think I had four singles, and I'm like, now I can just do what I want and just do album track. I'm like, no, I want, I want the whole album to be singles. And I had three of those Universal songs last time, in the sense of I never try to write a Universal song. I just mean a song that you put in that category for me. Waves be right, half a man. I I want to have six of them on this one because they're really hard to do. Mm. Like it's really hard to say something so personal and specific you'd have it connect and have it be melodically and lyrically and everything and production wise all work. But I'm like, I think I have that. You know what I mean? I really yeah. think I have it. Um, so it's just that it's, it's sounding really good. I know everyone says that, but I don't think everyone's, I, I don't think that, I think, I don't think everyone's uh, people are, are ready I know it sounds so cheesy. I don't think they're ready for- <laughs> No one's ready for Dean. They're not ready They're not ready for the songs. Like in the sense, if, if you heard my stuff in the past, you might be like, you might be like, uh, God, I sound so arrogant. I don't mean to sound arrogant. <laughs> I just mean, I'm really proud of the stuff. Like, yep. I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of it. I don't know if people know what's coming or they're going to predict it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm excited. If you were to look back at your catalog, let's say debut album in the EP as well. And just based on what you said, do, Coming in cold, pretend that no one has heard these songs. No, there's no fans yet. If you were to pick a song and say, this is the one that's going to blow up, yeah. can you pinpoint that one? And can you pinpoint the one where you, where it did go crazy and you thought, oh, shit, like, it's not that you're not proud of it, but you didn't think that would be the one that would resonate yeah. so much. Yeah, okay. Well, we actually weirdly thought Be Alright was the biggest song from the start. Like, we had, right. I had that before I had Waves. It was just in a demo form. And, right. um, but we, we actually knew the head of my label, Nicole, was like, this song is so big. Don't put this out until we we're ready. Um, so we weirdly we knew Be Right was the one. I know that happens a lot where a lot mm. of people think that a certain song is the song, yeah, and then it just ah uh, it's not. <laughs> but um, but Be Right we thought it was, and then it was. It also had this um industry support behind it in the sense that all the labels overseas thought it was the one. In regards to the song that I, I mean. One that's connected that I didn't really expect to connect as much. Uh, hmm. Don't say waves. No, 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 no. Waves. We, waves thought it was cool. Um, I mean, probably half a man because it didn't get a push. It, it wasn't a right. single. And it was like, um, and that's got so many streams. And I look at it and go, wow, this actually streams a lot with zero push behind it. I didn't really expect mm. And it's just a piano song. I'm kind of like was blown away at that, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens now? I know you just said before you're going to go back to LA in a month. Yeah. Yes. So you haven't been to LA in 12 months now, right? Uh, actually, I came back to Australia in about six months ago. Right. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go back. Mainly just to start filming stuff like, you know, music videos and and getting everything like shot, finishing the album, doing those other songs in Nashville, probably go and record there um, and just get everything together to get ready to go. Um, it's also a new world, man, with music. Like, TikTok and stuff like that. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been on a real, like I, I zone in on stuff and I think the world's changing with music really quickly. Like, and I think a lot of people are, even me, like I'm sort of aware of it now and I'm really getting into it. Um, but even in Australia, I think people focus, artists focus on the, the we're all focusing on the wrong things now. And mm. now I think some people are waking up to it. It's like people always aim their stuff to get on a certain thing or like station play. But it's like, you can now, you can now put your stuff on TikTok. I know it sounds, this is dumb, but this is going to be, this is the thing. And you can get a huge following and from putting your stuff out right away. And there's no real gatekeeper. 
It's just you put your stuff out, dude. It's it's happened to, to a couple of names, like, and I, I I can never like. It's probably too early to tell, but like, I feel like TikTok will be like a Snapchat type thing where like it'll be crazy popular and then it'll kind of die off a little bit, or it'll be like the new YouTube. I think it's the new YouTube. Here's an example of like, I posted a video the other day, uh, just 15 seconds of me duetting someone singing my song, and it just, dude, it got like two million views, and then you know, for instance, we you know you do a music video and you don't get that in. You spend all this money and, and you have to do that and you want to do it. Mm. And you create this art and it goes and, and, and it gets a million views after. And then it's, you know, it keeps going up slowly. Mm. But you, you, I've never seen something that is so much power so quickly. And you, people can blow up overnight and, and get a record deal. And um, it's a really interesting time. It feels like, a, like the goldmine period of like this, this, this your, your stuff can get pushed out there beyond this this any reach that's we've been able to do before the last week i've been really kind of like blown away at this app do you do you mean using tiktok just for like fun video content or like doing music performing on well i mean because i know a lot of people like will take memes and use people's songs right and that does what does does the streaming well there's a lot of people i think it's really becoming a music app like i see it like there's a um a lot of people just they just here's my song and they'll just play it Mm. and if it's good it gets picked up by this algorithm and pushed out. And so people are just breaking and people are developing fan bases really quickly. And obviously that's not discounting the fact that you then have to do everything else beyond after that. And, and, but it's a real, it's a really interesting time with me kind of looking at this going, yeah, it's like, there's, there's a lot of potential here and a lot of people are, uh, are on it and a lot of people aren't. And I'm just, I'm just trying to like, yeah, get, get into it now because I think it's so cool. Like yeah. you can just post something and you can post a song you can go, I wrote this new song, it's coming out next week, post it on TikTok and it can be known and, and, and have people around the world wanting it before it's out. And mm. I don't think there's ever been something like that before unless you have a huge following. Mm. Um, but you, you don't need a huge following on this app. It's really interesting. There's, I'm just like- There's like know. a, I only know this because I was at an event with TikTok last week. Yeah. So Sia is apparently the most followed Australian artist right? Um, on TikTok. Number two is a Tasmanian artist called Kim Dracula. Kim Dracula. Unsigned. Really? Complete. Does music or is it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's like goth trap. Right. It's weird. Right. But like, cool. so I think they did a, a cover of Paparazzi by Gaga. Yeah. The YouTube video alone has like 37 million hits. Oh my God. It's crazy. It's fucking wild. That's, this is what I'm saying. It's just it's like, like, yeah, people you can, just. Yeah. You find yeah. like, is it, did Mars Wolf get found on? Mars Wolf. Oh, he's was that TikTok? Up. Um, Lights out. Lights gone. <laughs> We look bad. Now we look terrible. Imagine that now they actually see how we look. If you're listening to this on Spotify, one of the studio lights just blow. Yeah, yeah. This is fine. We'll keep going. And, and all the all the all the all the viewers are like, oh, that's what yeah. they look like. What yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. is that? Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if Mars Wolf specifically blew up on TikTok. Yeah, but like that's only been in the last couple of months, and he just did fucking Fallon. I mean, dude, he's. I mean, I. All I hear about is he's like number one on all these playlists, and and I don't know if he did he, if he came from TikTok. That's pretty cool, um, but that's what I'm saying. It's like a whole new. Oh, we're back. We're back. Hello, hello. Um, it's a whole new world, man. It's a whole new world, and I'm. It's really interesting, and mm. I think it's democratized a lot of the uh, potential for for artists. Mm. And there's, there's no gatekeepers. Yeah, it's just like you can just put stuff out and. Yeah. and it's something that I I haven't exactly benefited from. It's like it's a new thing, and I'm I'm from like that world before TikTok, and sort of trying to figure out how to do it. Isn't that it's weird? Cool. Like I'm I'm before TikTok. I'm before. You TikTok. sound like that's an old thing, but it's like it's just TikTok is blowing up years. that fast. Well, it was like Instagram and Facebook and like what you know. It's it just so there's new things that are always coming up, but it's it's really cool, man. I'm I'm like really into it and trying to 
learn about it and yeah. I find it really interesting. Um, this is where I put the hard wording. I, I wonder where Andrew's gone. Is Andrew? No, he's there. Great. Um, if, if I ask anything here that you hate, please yell out. But can you tell us anything about album number two, release dates, titles? Yep. Give me an exclusive, Dean, for God's sake. Um, God, I don't even have a title. I have a note. I have a note in my phone of like 100 titles, but I haven't nailed it yet. Um, to be honest, I would have put a song out. The, the plan was to put the first single out last year. In March, was it falling up. Or you weren't last I think year? it was falling up. I mean, w- whether it would have been ready by then, we probably would have had to push it back because I was mixing it. I mixed it very late into the process, but um, everything. And I think a lot of artists are de- dealing with this. Actually, I heard um, George Ezra said this. An interviewer told me I was doing an interview with Germany. Why would I release my album when this is third hand? It might not be. Mm. He said, "Why would I release my album when I can't tour it?" And I just, I think I've never related to something more in my life. It's like, um, why would you? Why? And I, I'll preface by saying this. When I started doing this thing, I was like, my thing is songwriting. I love being in the studio and recording the song. The touring thing is the bonus. I'm not natural at it. Um, take it or leave it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Since COVID and just being putting out a song and not touring it, I go, oh, God, that is so important. I see how important it is. Um, so I don't know if there's a point to release the album if I can't play it to my fans. When things start opening up, um, and it feels like they are. It feels like the vaccine's going and pumping out and stuff like that. And I think it will be a few months. It feels like just from what I'm seeing, I have no idea. But it seems like from the stuff that I'm reading, it's like the vaccines are coming. So hopefully next few months, things start opening up. And, and if that happens, then the album will be, we'll start talking dates and or songs and stuff like that. And So the album is, I guess, on hold until we know what the fuck is happening with COVID and vaccines. It's on hold in the sense that I'm still actually recording it. So it wouldn't come out anyway, but the... In an ideal world this in, year? In an I, I would say, well, this is that whole other thing of like these days, if you just put an album out, like it's like, it's it's sort of done straight away. Mm. Like I think I'd want to put a few singles out before then. Um, trying to figure out which ones to put out is an interesting thing because do you go, as I was saying before, like the big, do you hit the big ones when you can't promote them? Or do you, do, there's other things where you can put out like, you know, um, Maybe some of the more album tracks to, to just for fans and stuff like that, you know, to keep them happy. Um, it's we just we're just trying to figure out what to do during this period. I think everyone's just like, what the? What's well, it's, going it's on? funny. Most people who have come on this podcast in the last twelve months, especially the bands, are on to promote an album or a song or something. And I always get different answers. Like, you know, Kings of Leon, Foo Fighters, to release the album. Like, we the album's out. This is all we can do right now. Right, Whereas, right. like, say, Maddie from the nineteen seventy five when they released. Um, their album early this year, Notes in Conditional Form? Yeah. No, early last year. He was like, I'm already- I just pretended I knew that then. Yeah. <laughs> Great. No, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm writing a new album now because what else am I going to fucking do? Exactly. Well, I think a lot of, the thing, the flip side of this is there's so many people are being creative and there's going to be so, this is the other thing is like, everyone's going to have so much music. Like everyone's going to have an album of a half mm-hmm. full of music. You're going to have, you're going to have half the second one, the, the next one. Everyone will. Um, and so- yeah, like there's going to be a huge scourge of music when things open up. There's going to be a time when everyone's just like, wow, there it is. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure all the record labels are trying to figure out when do you go just before that or after. But I, I, I'm just like, use this time to create, 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 write better songs, write the best songs I can write. And I'm really proud of all the songs that are coming out. That's what I'm focusing on and sort of leaving the strategy and when stuff comes out to them. Um, but it, yeah, the album's like, I mean, it could be done, but there's three new songs that I'm finishing and then I'll think I'll start choosing the track list and stuff like that. But but right now, stuff's just pouring out. It's like just yeah. a, a good time for, for me creatively with songwriting and having much less pressure. Like 
there's there's much less pressure and much more time, mm. you know, because you just close your laptop and you're like, oh, okay, I'm done for the day. It's like, it's weird, man. Yeah. Do you have any interest in in performing shows with the way things are right now, kind of seated, spaced out? Yeah, I would. 75% capacity, I think it is? 75%? Yeah. I would, I would do it if we could. Um, but, I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to get out there and play, but I'm leaving those decisions to the people that like the people that know what what to do or when to do it and timing wise. Because uh, we, I think we are actually thinking of doing a cool little run that we're announcing soon. That's like a little thing. I don't know if they've locked it in, but in New Zealand and Australia, I think there's something that's coming. But like a little sort of thing that's coming. That's like not like a. Sh- it's like a. Sh- it's weird. I can't say it. They kill me. <laughs> but it's a cool thing that's coming. Yeah. Um, I think they're locking it in. Um, really soon actually. Yeah. So um, I think that's what we're going to, because that's just, just get out there and play. I just want to get back to playing on my piano again. Like also I play with a full band for so long as well. It's mm. kind of nice just to get out there and be like, here's me and my guitar. Yeah. And here's me, here's the songs as they are. Yeah. As like a little emo acoustic dweeb, they're my favorites as well. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I always yeah. love those from the bands that I liked. Mm. I was always like, you want to hear it acoustic? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let me know what LA is like, because I was meant to go there last year as well. And then- Were you meant to go for like a long period of time? Or like yeah, little- I was moving there. I was oh, moving there. No way. So I was moving in May and then- did you tell me that the Aries, that's ringing a bell. I think that's coming back. I think I told you when we did Splendor. Oh, that was ages ago. But like, it was all kind of like, yeah, I'm thinking of going, but then like it was done. Like accommodation was sorted. <sighs> and then I think the week after we booked accommodation, well shut down. Oh man, that's so weird. Did and you have, and like, it's weird to think the sliding doors <clears throat> moment with this cool opportunity to go to America and how exciting that is, but you can still do it again. You can we still, still do it, yeah. 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 Are so you going to? Well, it's it's depends. That's why I said, let me know what happened because think it seems to be getting better, Yeah, but I'm still, aren't they reporting s- stupid numbers still? Yes. Yeah. Zig's, Zig's nodding. That's <laughs> so, terrifying. Yeah, we'll see, but. Yeah, I'll, okay, I'll go over there and I'll scout it out <laughs> for you. I'll be like, what's the numbers, boys? And like, yeah, and yeah. just call me back. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Dean, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thanks for it's having me, man. It's always good you. to see you. Um, yeah. I would imagine next time we do this, would probably be to release the album probably yeah um it's going to be interesting to see i'm not saying next time we'll talk like i'm sure we'll talk yeah i just mean next time we'll do a proper sit down podcast yeah 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 i'm sure you go we're not talking ever again no fuck off get yeah, out yeah we're done get, you, get the fuck out <laughs> hate hate your music <laughs> see you later as soon as you leave <laughs> yeah fuck this guy um no dude it's it's always good to see you and um i love the new music and i can't wait to hear what's next thanks for having me again thanks, thanks man that's our episode big thank you to dean lewis for coming on in what is probably the most times on this podcast in history uh the single falling up is out right now you can check it out everywhere and keep an ear and eye out for new dean lewis music coming very very soon until then head over to the podcast.com.au check out the green room tab and all previous episodes including last week's episode of the mythic quest cast there's amy shark there's tim Minchin, there's bill burr there's plenty there for everyone So make sure you check it out. And if you're listening on Apple, please subscribe, review, rate, do all the fun things. And we'll talk soon. Recorded and engineered by Zig Parker, executive producer Craig Trewick.